Good. Um, yes. Like I said, my heart and God's heart for us is, is, is to grow in relationship with him. Do you agree with me? And, um, and I, I think, before I go on, I think at this, at this stage in the body of Christ, there's a hunger missing, a really big hunger missing in the body of Christ to see people coming to salvation. And, um, and for me specifically, I believe that um, that hunger is because of um, the me, myself, and I, the selfishness inside of us that keeps us away from, um, from God to, to impart his glory, for God to impart his heart inside of us um, with everything that he has. Um, because there's, like I just said, because of the pain, because of the hurt, because of we coming from different cultures and because of cultural pain that we come from, um, I think there's a, a lot of blockages that, that, that's inside of us for God to, to deposit his glory, for God to reveal himself so that the world can see who God is in and through us. Um, does make sense? And, um, and for us to grow in a relationship with him, we need to grow in holiness. And I believe that holiness is a, is, a, is a very big thing for us to come to that place and just to have an encounter with God so that God can, can, um, can reveal himself through us. And at this stage in the body of Christ, um, I really believe that for us to grow in holiness with God, we need to open up some doors so that God can reveal himself in us, so that God can deliver us. But for us to be delivered, I, I really believe that when we as believers hear the word deliverance, many of us get afraid because of the word deliverance, because deliverance actually means to, to be unpleasant and to be uncomfortable. And, um, and I've stated my, my sermon. My sermon is entitled um, The Power of Vulnerability um, because this is the thing that God is really working in and through me for quite some time and not in the last couple of months, but in the last couple of years, like in four or five years um, since we went, were in, in South Africa. And um, where I just realized that there's nothing inside of me that I can, can convince you and the world that the power of God is inside of me. And I believe that for us to come to that place so that, so that the world can see God's glory and so that the world and people can come to salvation, God needs me and you to come to that place of being vulnerable, being, um, acknowledging our weaknesses so that he can step into our lives and just to prove his, and show his power to the people that needs him. And, um, but like I said, we need to be delivered from so much loneliness, from so much pain, from so much fear, from so much rejection. You know where you are at in your relationship with God that keeps you away from being delivered so that God can reveal himself. And the reason why I'm saying that, it's, it's difficult for me and you to get delivered in the area that God wants us to be delivered, is um, I want to quote a statement that John Stott, he's an English believer, I think he's not alive anymore, but he wrote a book, um, Basic Christianity. He is an English believer. Yeah, you know him. He wrote a book um, called Basic Christianity, and he says, actually, 
I have it in, on my PowerPoint. A large number of people have covered themselves with a decent but thin veneer of Christianity. They have allowed themselves to become a little bit involved, enough to be respectable, but not enough to be uncomfortable. Does it make sense? Oops. Their religion is a great soft cushion, and it protects them from the hard unpleasantness of life, while changing its place and shape to suit their convenience. And I believe that both me and you, we are sometimes at that place of when we get challenged by, by the, the buttons that God is pressing in our lives, then we step back because it feels uncomfortable. It feels um, unpleasant for us to get delivered in that area. And um, when I read that statement of John Stott, I keep on seeing Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane where he was praying to God and that specific verse that he says, God, if it's possible, please let this cup, this cup pass me by, but not my will, but your will to be done. And I think it's, it's that what John Stott is trying to tell us, that uh, many times we come to that place where God is actually giving us this cup to drink, but it's it's too much, and it's too much painful. Just like Jesus, when he got to that place, emotionally and spiritually, he was so, there was so humanity that spoke inside of him when he had to drink that cup because he knew that he had to go to the cross where he had to bear the, the sins of the world. And, um, and I believe that it's at that place that God... Is challenging us many times at this stage in the body of Christ to where we need to face um, our vulnerabilities and our weaknesses. But the thing that's keeping us from that is the me, myself, and I, the narcissist in, in us. Um, because we want, we want to protect ourselves from pain. We want to defend ourselves from pain. Because of many of us, we are suffering from a love deficit. Do you agree with me? In, 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 in one way or the other, all of us, we suffer a love deficit. And I, I believe that so many of us has um, mastered our way to protect ourselves and to defend ourselves. And we don't want to allow God to come to that place where we are just so vulnerable and so weak and to allow that uncomfortableness and unpleasantness for God to, 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 to break that, that thing inside of us. And I've realized after, after five years that um, if I'm so passionate for God's people or for the lost to come in, God needs me and you um, to be his vessels and not just a vessel. And many times I, I've realized that I want to be obedient unto God and what he expects from me, but for my own good and for my own purposes and for my own situations around me. And I have realized that, that being a vessel for God, just like Jesus did when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, was he didn't do it for himself. He did it for the world. And I realized that um, if I want to be a vessel like Jesus did, 
I must keep on reminding myself to be in that garden, to constantly, constantly be in that garden and be a vessel, not for myself, not for my own purposes. I'm not here for my own purposes. God wants to use me as a vessel for his people, for the lost, to come in. But there's just this one um, element, there's this one requirement from me is to be vulnerable, to embrace vulnerability for God's glory and his holiness to be revealed inside of me. And, And the moment when I'm starting to be vulnerable before God and his people around me, then God and only God can show his power in and through me for the lost to be saved. I can't, I can't save, or you and, you and I can't save people through um, just by doing stuff. We need God's power to be revealed in and through us. But because of pain and because of hurt and because of that thing that we are closing up ourselves, it's, it's difficult for God to, to come in and to reveal his power. Does it make sense? Are you with me this morning? Um, and this morning it's really about a testimony and an encouragement um, for you and I to come to a place where we see God and what he wants to do in the body of Christ now and not for, for, for what we want to see, but really for God to, 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 to save the lost. And, um, and I have something that I saw, I wrote, or I, I saw something and I read about um, C.S. Lewis, who is, you, you, you have read something about C.S. Lewis um, in the past, but he's a very, what's the word, controversial, something like that, writer. But he writes this about, um, about vulnerability. C.S. Lewis says, um, to love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one. So controversial, eh? Not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket of, or a coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. And when I read that, it's almost as if he's giving me a choice. Do you want to put your heart in a coffin or do you want to expose your heart to the world like Jesus did? And... Um, and the definition for me, as I'm reading that that um, picture and seeing that picture that C.S. Lewis is explaining there, the definition for me about vulnerability is a voluntarily, it is voluntarily placing yourself in a position for the sake of a larger purpose that could bring pain. And I've realized over the years that we are not... Um, we are not at a safe place where we won't experience pain at all. Um, in Worcester, at some time, I think it was um, four years ago, yes, four or five years ago, me and my husband, we, we bought a car and um, we had to buy a car. And, um, and at that stage, 
another church merged with Shofar Worcester, and the, the stories that went around was that we took the church's money. And it wasn't just one or two people that, that, that said that. It was quite a lot of people that, that said that we, we stole the church's money. And, um, but me and my husband being grounded in and planted in Worcester, knowing that God had sent us there to be the leaders of Shofar Worcester and to, be the, and, to be, and to disciple the people of Shofar Worcester, that really hurt what people said. And we have realized it's, 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 it's not going to help at all to go to all of those people. And it's not outside people. It's people in church that saying stuff and doing stuff that's painful. And that's not true. And, um, and there's, you can't go to people and to correct them, but we didn't steal the church's money. And at the end of the day... Um, you realize you can't go and tell that people that my dad actually blessed us with money to buy this car because it was a raffle. Do you know a raffle? Yes, yeah, it was. I liked it. I actually miss it here in the UK. <laughs> Many times when we see a raffle, then, then the kids go, Oh, these are car, mommy! <laughs> because I was driving the car most of the times. But, um, but bottom line, People will always say stuff. People will always do stuff that will come at you and directly at your heart. And, um, and the one thing that I've realized, if we weren't planted in, in Worcester, knowing that God was with us, knowing that God has sent us to Worcester, show up Worcester specifically, and at that stage, he didn't speak to us in terms of your time is over, you need to go to another church. Because you are going through pain and you are offended about what um, God's sheep is saying about you. And it's not true. And, and then you realize you have to work through this. You have to focus on God and let God be your vindicator. And, um, and because of that, my heart is really to encourage you at this stage in the body of Christ. There's, there's so much onslaught of the enemy. There's so much people that's saying and doing things that's painful and that's hurtful. But knowing the fact that God is in, on the boat, God is with you, God is leading us as a church. God is not with me and Carlos alone. He wasn't with me and Carlos alone in Worcester. We were there with a church, not on our own. But we, God was still on the boat with the church, so we had nowhere to go. God didn't give us any word. Okay, your time is up. You, you, you can go now because these people they were very bluntly and, and rude towards you. So please go to another town. We didn't get that word and we didn't get the, the green light from God, although you can feel like that sometimes when, when people come against you and say stuff, just like Jesus. Um, so, yeah, so definition of um, being vulnerable is voluntarily placing yourself in a position for the sake of a larger purpose that could bring pain. So my point is that we can never run away from pain. God has predestined it to be so that you and I can go through pain so that we can make ourselves vulnerable and placing ourselves in a position so that he can reveal himself in and through us and not for our own purpose but for the world so that the world can see who's living inside of us and so that his power can be manifested in and through 
through us doesn't make sense. Are you with me? Am I talking nonsense this morning? Okay. So, yeah. Um, and I know that, that many of us, we do want to hear and we do want to see that we, um, that we are secure. We do want to feel secure wherever we are, whether it's in our marriage, whether it's in the church, whether it's at our workplace, we do want to feel secure. But God and Jesus specifically says um, and said in Scripture that we are as sheep amongst wolves and here on earth. And, and whenever I read that scripture, I remind myself that pain will come, um, suffering will come, um, people that's, that's going to be rude towards you will come, people that will reject you, that will come. Um, you can't avoid it, you can't escape when, when people are being rude. Um, to you. Um, you. You can't escape it. Um, so my heart this morning is that we can come to that place and placing ourselves in front of the king and just saying, God, here am I. I don't have the capacity. I, I'm helpless. I'm being helpless. I'm at a place of, of, of susceptibility to receive your power so that your power can be used for the lost to come in. And I have four requirements um, when it comes to vulnerability that I um, keep in mind after these five years and then that I really am going with in my heart and testifying about the goodness of God. And I've realized over these years, I don't have, um, in terms of intellectual abilities, in terms of um, um, finances, um, I don't have capacities like many of the people around me that God has placed me around me up until nine for 13 years. I don't have the capacity like a lot of professional people and intellectual people, and I'm not degrading myself. I'm just trying to explain that I've come to that place, and I want God to use my weaknesses to show his glory and to show his power. And, um, and yes, for those, of, for those of you, I'm just a mom. And I'm a wife, and I'm a, I'm a school teacher, I'm a school teacher. So what I'm doing this morning is just to testify about the goodness and the grace of God. Um, wherever you are and whoever you are, God wants to use us with everything that we have, and specifically that we're talking about our weaknesses and our vulnerability this morning. So the scriptures that I'm going to speak about is going to speak about our weaknesses, which is exactly the same as our vulnerability. Scripture doesn't talk about the vulnerability, but it's more talking about our, our weaknesses. And the first requirement for me is to understand Jesus' weaknesses. In 2 Corinthians 13, verse 4 in the ESV, it says, For he was crucified in weakness, but lives by the power of God. For we are also weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him by the power of God. And that is Paul that's speaking to the Corinthians. And the picture when, that I constantly see is what I mentioned earlier. Um, when I read the scripture, is Jesus walking in the road, um, on this road, on his way to the cross, being insulted, being um, stabbed, um, being judged by so many people. 
And that is the picture that I constantly see. And that reminds me to place myself in Jesus' feet as a believer, as a, as a, as a daughter of Christ, to, to place myself in Jesus' feet wherever God is sending me. There will be people that, that won't believe me. There will be people that's going to be rude with me. There will be people that's going to reject me. And, and seeing me coming from a place of... Um, sexual abuse where the the most um, the, the pain that you constantly suffer is rejection and for me specifically when I had to to, to tell some people that um, whoever did this to me and nobody, nobody up until today didn't want to believe me but I found a grace in, in my relationship with God where I just saw at the end of the day that God was the vindicator, irrespective that people didn't want to believe me. So what I'm trying to say is that um, people are always going to reject me. People are always going to be rude at me. People are always not going to respect my presence. Is to lay down and to acknowledge and to be content about our weaknesses. And I think, like I like I spoke about the the feminine, the feminism, feminism spirit, um, that very subtly came into us as women, into the body of Christ, um, constantly by the media, by the educational system, we were taught to to fight for ourselves and to, to defend ourselves, that we have rights to stand up for ourselves. The media does that, and they are doing that. And that helps a lot, a lot for us as women specifically to, to be the strong woman, to be the, the strong person, and not just women, but men as well, to be that strong person. But God in his scripture, through Paul, says that, for when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Because God has given us weaknesses so that he can show his strength through us. God can't reveal himself through our strength, through our own strength. Um, so for me, it's important that we will come to that place where we will be content with our weaknesses. Um, it was just funny for me when, um, when we arrived in the UK and I was busy with something at home. And I was thinking, this thought came, came to me that um, I wanted to say this um, um, in the beginning that um, it was just so funny that UK was never um, on my priority list or on my list. You, you and I know that sometimes people have their list of going to places. Oh, one day I want to go to Paris. One day I want to go to to Malawi. <laughs> one day I want to go. You and I know where you 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 know where you want to go or to South Africa. Um, but UK was never on my list. It wasn't even tenth or number tenth on my list. It was never on my list, and. Um, and I've realized, coming from an Afrikaans, very Afrikaans background, I was at an, at an Afrikaans school. I'm coming from an Afrikaans community. I'm coming from an Afrikaans university. And we are four kids in our house. And um, except for me, I was the only one from an Afrikaans university. The rest of my 
um, siblings like my sister that did um, missions with with Dong. Um, she was at at an at a English college, so she's actually English and Afrikaans. Uh, my brother was in Saudi Arabia at this moment. He's he was at university, so he's English and Afrikaans. And my brother, he was in he was in IT. He wasn't at an IT college, so he's English and Afrikaans. So it was just so funny how God picked me <laughs> to go to the UK, who's very high in the in the English, because I love, I, I must say, and admit, I do love the UK English, the British English. Um, it's like Eva says that she doesn't want to speak Afrikaans, she wants to speak British English. Very hard-pitched English. But, um, so yeah, and I realized that God wants to use our weaknesses. For me, was so Afrikaans, I really do like my Afrikaans. Um, I did poetry, I did, um, what do you call, um, I stayed fit. I, I did that, and I did really well, and I stayed fit um, in Afrikaans. So my Afrikaans is really good, and how God picked this Afrikaans lady and to come to the UK and just to prove that God is alive and God is active and His Word is alive in me and you as well. So, um, yes, vulnerability. God wants to use our weaknesses. He wants to use our vulnerabilities for his kingdom's sake, for the lost to come in. Um, and as I'm reading the scripture about um, for my powers made perfect in weaknesses, I was, I was reminded while I was preparing the sermon about um, I was a social worker for 13 years at a deaf school and, um, and I was the only, we, we were a, a team of 13, I think, I can't remember, a team of 13 with a speech therapist and uh, what you call an arbeitstherapeut, occupational therapist. And, uh, we had a psychologist on the team. We had the reverend on the team. And we had, oh, I just can't remember everybody. But in any case, so we had this time, this one um, time, we had a situation where this girl came to the psychologist and um, and just told her that, that the teacher at school had asked her for sex. And um, long story short, at the end of the day, it was a court case um, that asked me to, to, um, to, to accompany the child and um, the psychologist. And at the end of the day, the psychologist withdrew from the case. She didn't want to, to assist the child anymore. I, at that stage, I, she didn't want to tell me what the reason for that was. And um, my heart was just to protect the child, um, whether she um, was wrong or right, but I believed her at that stage. I believed her. And, um, but the thing that came against me, not it came against me, was the thing that was tough for me, was the fact that when the rest of the staff, which was about 70 people, we were 70 people on staff, um, when the case um, was open, everybody on staff didn't want to speak to me anymore, not even the principal, um, because of this teacher. And in their, and in their eyes, um, was it that I was speaking against the teacher? And, and in my heart, it was about the act that was being done. The teacher asked the child for sex. 
Um, so, but in any case, um, nobody wanted to speak to me. Nobody wanted to greet me when we were in the staff room. Nobody wanted to, to have tea with me. And they just had their conversations and their personal conversations in any case. And, and I told God, this is really tough for me, but my heart is to, to walk this road with this child. And, and I could see that it's, it's, it's emotional for her and it's a minor and, um, and she needs to go to the court and, and, and it's going to be a first time and it's going to be my first time. Um, so it was, it was a big thing for me. But relationally, it, it, was, it, it came against me or it, it came, it came um, against my, my feelings and my emotions and everything against me. But I believed as a Christian, as a believer, I knew that I had to run to God with this thing for, for him to guide me, for him to vindicate me and for him to be with me and this God, this girl in this case. And, um, and I told God, I, I, I just know that the, the, the representer of the, the guy who asked, the, the teacher, um, the presenter of the teacher, he's very political and he's, he's very interrogative and he's, he can intimidate you. I, I don't, didn't know him personally, but I just knew of stories about him and of him, um, that he can interrogate you, that, that you shiver um, to the bones. And, um, but that specific morning, that first morning to the court case, I really experienced um, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Um, where I just knew that He's going to ask me questions. I didn't have the answer for this, for that, and um, they're going to use words that I'm not going to uh, can relate to, just to to put me off, and. Um, and, and that morning, I think it was two or three questions that he started to ask me, which I could easily answer. And, um, and after the third question, I, I can't remember what the fourth question, the detail of the fourth question was, but he was trying to, to, to say that this child, this deaf child, her inabilities or her, um, what's her strength like? Uh, a disability. A disability allows it to, to have a, a, a sexual level higher than a so-called normal person. That was, that what, that was what he was trying to, to ask me. And immediately, um, the, the chairperson of, of the case stopped him, and, and for the rest of the 30 minutes, the two of them were in an argument about where he's going with this case. And I was just sitting there and I just, um, I actually told God, God, I really want him to ask me this question because I do want to answer it because I know that this is not true, that he wants to, wants to hear. But um, God didn't allow me to speak. God didn't allow him to ask me that question any further. He allowed me to see how the two of them were arguing and um, the chairperson never gave him the, the, the opportunity to, to give me and to share or, or to ask me the question. And at the end of the day, they stopped the case. And I went out with the child, relieved. They postponed the, the case. And I was pregnant at that time as well. And you know that when you are in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a case like that, you can get very emotional and everything is just so tough for you. And, um, but in any case, they postponed the, the, the case. And I was on maternity leave and they opened up the case again. 
and um, and they phoned me to come in again. So I was, oh no, not again. And um, but in any case, but not one question they asked me. Um, long story short, this guy, this teacher, was um, they found him guilty. He lost his work without me saying or doing anything just to support this child and just trusting God, looking God in the eyes and saying, God, I, I don't have the capacity. I don't know how to, to um, this is my first time as a social worker to defend this, this um, child. And I wasn't working directly with the child. The psychologist was working with her because she went to her as the first person. So in terms of the law there, um, the psychologist had to work with her and I was just the second person. So, so she withdrew and I could just go with, with the facts that she gave the, um, the psychologist. But I really, I realized that God wants to be our vindicator. He wants to be our guide wherever and whenever when we acknowledge and being content with our vulnerabilities, when we are content with, with our weaknesses. Okay, so let's go on. The third, the third requirement that I've learned is that we need to be jars of clay with, with the treasures of jars and clays inside of our Second Corinthians 4 verse 7. says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And um, um, I think you, you, you might know that um, jars of clay was um, being used by very skillful potters in those days um, where, they, where they glazed it and painted it and decorated it so that they can use um, specialized or very important scrolls to, to put in. And I've realized we, our bodies, are the jars of clay. And God, with his revealed um, knowledge, wants to put that treasure, his, 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 um, his knowledge, he wants to place inside of us. But if we are not willing for God to place those treasures inside of us, he can't reveal himself to, to the people around us. So I want to encourage with that scripture, I really would like to encourage you that um, to come to that place of being jars of clay so that God can store up his treasures inside of us. Okay, and the last one, First um, Corinthians 2 verse 3 to 4 says, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. That is so human, so just so human about Paul when he says that I come to you this morning in London and I'm in so much fear and trembling because I don't know where you are, what you are at, what you're thinking at this moment about me saying stuff. Um, but my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. And this morning, it's really my testimony that I don't have anything to, to convince you that, that God is in me. If I just can explain, like I just did, about bits and pieces of what God did in my life up until now, I can just show you and present and demonstrate to you the power of God in and inside of me. So there's nothing new, there's nothing wow about this morning's service. It's just that 
I really want to encourage you to come to that place and um, voluntarily placing yourself in a position where you know that you have definitely weaknesses and the vulnerability that God so wants for the lost to come in. Irrespective of what people say, and yes, I'm not saying that we don't need to go to people um, and to confront people about whatsoever. I don't say that. But I think the important thing for me and you is to know that we must come to that place for God to see the lost coming in. If that is the heart of me and you, it's easy for God to save the lost because he wants to demonstrate his power to, to, for the lost to come in. And, and I really have a passion for that because I really believe that at this stage the power of God is in a lot of ways, it's, it's lost in the body of Christ. Because we, and I'm not saying to you, but us as a church, in so much ways, we are standing in the way of God because of our, because of our pain, because of our intellect, because of our, because of our wisdom. We're standing in the way of God to reveal himself. And this is really my heart this morning to tell you um, to, to stand in front of the king and say, God, I'm helpless, I'm susceptible, I'm weak. But please come and, and have your way in me. And, and stop arguing about the things that you and I don't have control about. And, um, and to end off, I would really like to, to testify about me and my family, me and my husband and our two girls coming to the UK. And we were in Worcester, I think, eight years. And... Um, and there was a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people really um, trusted God for um, for babies, for um, for a house, for a job, for a, lo- a lot of things. And um, and the moment when we came to the UK, it was the floodgates of heaven opened up for so many people. And I've realized that my obedience or our obedience, me and Carlos's obedience unto God, um, wasn't about us coming to the UK because of a, um, um, a new job, because of the pounds, because of um, just moving to another country. None of that. But it was because God has asked us to come. And our obedience is unto God allowed a lot of people to experience the power of God in their lives. And this morning, it's my heart for you and I to realize that whenever we are obedient, whenever God speaks to us, it's not about gaining ourselves uh, an open door, gaining ourselves what we have asked God, but for other people's um, breakthroughs. And... um, and I realized that, that I know that it's painful to let go of the self. I know it's painful to let go of, like I constantly say this morning, the me, myself, and I. It's not about us. It's, it's about the people that need to see God. And God wants to use us as vessels. To use us as vessels and stop seeing 
um, the things that are happening to us at this moment, the difficulties and the, and the challenges. And yes, we all have challenges. And at this moment, I have my challenges myself in terms of cultures. Here in the UK, it is a challenge for me. But you know what? Um, up until today, in this eight months, or these eight months, I never um, stopped believing that God had sent us, never stopped believing that there's goodness that God wants to show to the people in and around us. And never did God show that he wasn't in this thing. Never did God show that he wasn't on this boat in the UK. And this morning I would really like to challenge you to, to give that same hope to the people around you, at your workplaces, in your families, so that God's power can be restored in and through, through us. Let's pray. Father, this morning we, we acknowledge your presence here this morning, Father. And, and Father, we, we want to acknowledge, Father God, that, um, that your Holy Spirit is alive and active in our lives, Father God, and we can't deny that, Lord God. And this morning my heart is to, to bring every person sitting here in front of you, Lord God, to bring them to you in Jesus' name, Father. And you know where they are in their relationship with you, Father. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that you will come and meet them at the place where they are with you in Jesus' name. Father, and I pray, Father, that... Um, just want to encourage you that we just bow down if you can, if you can only, Father, and just to come as a congregation, Father, come before you, Father, and just to acknowledge, Lord God, that that everything that you have given us, Father God, doesn't belong to us, Father God, even our weaknesses, Father God. We just come and want to lay down at your feet, Father God, and to come and say, have your way inside of us, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, that your Holy Spirit will just come and cut through bones and marrow, Father God, in the areas of our lives that we struggle um, to, to, for your power and your glory to manifest self in and through us, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name, Father God, that um, we want to confess, Father God, about, about our pain, Father God, that we want to defend ourselves, Father God, that we want to close up our pains, Father God, and instead, Lord God, we want to fight every battle, Father God, on our way, Father God, in the way that we have taught ourselves over the years, Lord God, and we want to place this at your feet, Lord God, and we want to say, come and have your way, Lord. Everything that we have mastered our way in our lives to, to do life up until now, Father God, we want to place it at your feet and we want to say, God, we want to come to that place in Gethsemane where Jesus said, let this cup pass me by if it's possible. And this morning we say, Father, but not our will, but let your will be done in our lives in the name of Jesus. And Father, we realize that many times as we pray, Lord God, we don't have the, 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 the intensity of what we are saying and what we are praying, Lord God. But we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you will give us strength emotionally, spiritually, Lord God, and physically, Father, 
to run this race with you, Lord. Although it doesn't make sense most of the time, Father. But just to be enlightened by your Spirit and your presence, Lord God. Our heart's desire is just to be with you, Father God. And that your presence, Father God, will ignite everything inside of us that the world needs to see and to do. Lord, we honor you and we bless you and we say thank you, Lord God, that you want to use us, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say thank you for the opportunity just to to share about God's goodness and to share about His grace in our lives. And I would like to encourage you to keep on pursuing whatever God is placing in front of you. Um, It's not for for dead works. It's it's really for for a necessary course and a purpose. And not to hesitate whether you feel it's difficult and whether you feel that it's, it's challenging to you. God knows what you are going through. And many times we feel it's, it's the enemy. And at this stage in the body of Christ, many times I feel that God is deliberately putting us into, situ- sorry, into situations to experience His grace, to experience His power. Whether it's people that's coming against us, But God wants to raise the standard and to make it difficult for the enemy to come into his kingdom. I would like you to to embrace it with everything that you have. Amen.